What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Come inside, come inside. Yes, indeed. The show that never ends. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer for you this morning. For our distinguished guests in the studio here at Northwest Wild Country Saturday morning, happy St. Patrick's Day, downtown Joe Bryant. Oop. There we go. There's my microphone. You have to be retrained now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I forgot. i got to push a button before I talk. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm a little out of practice. Top of the morning, Bill, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Top of the you. morning to you, laddie. Top are you, are you having corned beef and cabbage for dinner tonight? You know, I haven't got that far, but mm-hmm. I might have that for breakfast. That sounds really good. Ooh, Is Actually, it, it sounds good right now. Corned beef and eggs. I like that. Hey, now. Well, maybe after the show. You never know. Yeah. Right? Thanks for the song. Uh, I just saw Carl Palmer a yeah, couple nights ago. I, I saw that, and I thought, just uh, for you, I'm going to play it, but it just it fits. Yeah. It is. This is the show that never ends. Welcome, everybody. This is You Have Found Us, the number one outdoor show in the galaxy, Joe. Not just opinion. That is scientific fact, man. Here we are. I'll give you a, a little bit of fact and trivia. When, okay. When we signed on to the Bob River Show on the other side of this yeah, wall yeah. and... Was that uh, 2010? That was the song we signed on with. Really? Yeah, it was actually a parody we did uh, of that. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome back, my. Uh, welcome back to a show about your friends, and it was a. But it, that was the. That was the. That was the tune, and Rockfish, who's now at KZOK, mm-hmm. was the one who sang it. So. No, no, I'm a big fan of all the twisted tunes. I never heard that. Yeah, it's out wow. there. Very, it's it's not one that got a lot of play because right, it was right. really one of those one shot deals. We only came back once, and by the way, you notice we haven't come back since. So well, well, if we you, ever come back again, maybe we'll use it again. Well, and maybe you'll bring me with you. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, indeed. So let's talk about fellow teacher over there. By the way, fellow coach. Yeah, yeah. Right. How, how's your bowling team going? Well, we uh, we, we our season has ended. And it ended six pin shorts of a trip to state. Oh man! Oh, that was a tough one to swallow. Oh. Let, let me tell you, and that, and that really stings. But uh, tell me about uh, you. You took your guys. You took your radio station kids. You went back to New York, didn't you? Yes, uh, I'm. Uh, I now teach at Mercer Island High School, and mm-hmm. I run a, a, a great little radio station over there. And my whole staff is the Bridge. Yeah, eighty-eight yeah. nine, the Bridge, mm-hmm. and my whole staff is my kids. And we just returned from the uh, Intercollegiate Broadcasting System Conference in Manhattan a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. We got 13 awards, and I'm proud to say, wow. uh, I'm proud of them all, but I'm particularly proud to say the number one air personality in the nation is my program director, Emily Reyes. Wow. Number one high school air personality in the nation and the number one sports guy. And this is really no secret to mm-hmm. anybody uh even here at Sports Radio KJR, these uh-huh. guys bow to Mariner Max Tanzer. He's a 17-year-old baseball know-it-all. Nice. Uh, guys like uh, Larry Stone. He's a savant. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he's, uh-huh. he's amazing. Uh-huh. And he does a, a sports talk show from 4 to 6 on Fridays. And uh, he is the number one sports guy in the country. So 
uh, we were we were thrilled because there's a there's a few stations out there. It's uh it's a lot of fun. That and is I'm, really cool. Yeah, and I'm the badminton coach, so I, I do yeah. that too. So let's see, badminton. What are you gonna do? You just gotta oh, just hit the ball over the net. And, Not the ball. It's uh, a birdie. The birdie. The the shuttlecock. Or the shuttlecock. Yeah, if you want to be technical about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Just, I I I can't help it. I can hear Beavis and Butthead saying that. Right. I, <laughs> that's just in my head constantly. Whenever. But uh, yeah. The, so what, on this day. When you're back at the Bob Rivers show, you guys used to go to Ireland, didn't you? Every uh, St. Uh-huh. Patrick's Day, we had a pretty good run there. Spike went, like, I think for about a half dozen years. Mm-hmm. I got to go for three years, and we broadcast from the Jameson Distillery every uh-huh. every St. Patrick's Day. So, And the yeah. bit was, if you said top in the morning, Joe had to drink, and I <laughs> did a lot of that. Uh, uh, people would call and say top of the morning. It wouldn't work this morning. All we have is coffee. I guess we could do something about that. But. Well, all right, top of the morning indeed. So this is a lucky day, right? When you, uh, say, when you say lucky day, four-leaf clovers and all that. Uh, the luck of the Irish. Certainly. Luck of the Irish, don't you know? Well, let's. Um, today I want to do something a little bit different. I want to go like, this is opposite day, so to speak. Write this number down, kids out there, 1-800-829-0950. I want you all to call in. I know everybody out there has had one of those days when it's just your most unlucky day, fishing, hunting, anything outdoors, when you've had... One of those days you just rather forget. But the best part about it is uh, humor comes with time. <laughs> you take tragedy turns into humor after a while. So I want to hear, I want you guys to call in and tell us your really bad day. I mean, your most unluckiest day you've ever had, be it fishing, be it hunting, hiking, skiing, spelunking, whatever you want to do. I want to hear it. 1-800-829-0950. We'll be here until about 10 to 8 so think of a think of your story and call in, Joe. I I know you probably have one, don't you? Well, I've yeah, they're in different categories. The mm-hmm. you know annoying day, the almost <laughs> died day. I uh-huh. mean, the uh, wasted a lot of money and didn't get anything day. I think uh, one of our most lucky and unlucky days was out in the Columbia Reach, uh, uh, down uh, kind of in the Hanford area, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignored the weather and i know that you're a, f- a fisherman that y- you would say never to do that the weather forecast was calling for big winds but it uh-huh. was totally flat and calm and beautiful when we went out oh, and, of course and uh, that's the fishing gods going we got them yeah Look, they launched they launched oh no 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 wait till they get way out there oh yeah yeah turn it on <laughs> exactly and launched in a tiny boat that really oh, probably was course. was not even uh what we should have been fishing <laughs> rub-a-dub-dub in, right? in that particular mm-hmm. area and uh mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, as luck would have it, or unluck would have it, uh, the, the weatherman was right, mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, the engine decided to quit working at about the same time the winds came up, and we're out there in the middle <laughs> of, of the Columbia on this little little uh, Livingston boat, getting just blown around like crazy. And I mean, I, this was the only time I really, as uh, at least fishing, feared mm-hmm. for my life, and. Uh, uh, luck was looking bad, but then as luck would have it, a guy in a nice Ranger bass boat came by and, uh, and towed us in. So oh, it's, wow. it's not a very exciting story. So you never got the motor started. You no, no, we had to be towed in and it was towed in the coast guard. He was, that guy was upset when, when we, we got towed <laughs> in. He was like, didn't you see the weather forecast? Everybody knew this was coming. You got her out there in a four foot boat. What are nine of you in there? Yeah. Something? Well, there was two of us, two, oh. two. And this was back, uh, barely after being a teenager. So, you know, oh, you're, course. you're invincible. Oh yeah. Uh huh. You're that was, uh, bulletproof and yeah, invisible. Mm-hmm. That was unlucky in the sense that, uh, you know, that was a terrible fishing day. The, uh, 
The day that uh, my buddy Dale got the uh, the the uh, bass plug through his ear was not a good day either. I mean, <laughs> no, as far see, as, humor with time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean, he would say that that was probably his most unlucky day. That was just annoying to me because right. we had to quit fishing and take him to the emergency room. I, I mean, that wasn't particularly uh, unlucky on my part. But Joel and I did this a few years back. Where our our winner, he may still be listening, and I hope so. He might call up and retell the story. The guy was fishing with his buddy. They're casting bass plugs, big treble hooks on there. You know, it's a hot day. They have no shirts on. Mm -hmm. And the guy, his, of course, his buddy just goes for a back cast, lets her fly, and puts it right through his left nipple. Oh, <laughs> are, it's amazing how they fully, can penetrate. Fully barbed hook right oh. through there. So they, go, of course, they go to the emergency room and have it removed. And the guys go, oh, you know. And, yeah. they, and so they go, well, we still got time. Let's go back out fishing. Now, you know where this story is going, don't you? Uh, <laughs> so they go back out fishing in the afternoon. It's even hotter. So the Chris got their shirts off again. And his buddy right next to him, just on cue, whips that thing forward and pierces the right nipple. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Well, Dale only got one ear because we never got oh, to go back man. fishing. But you know, they they got him right in the lobe. It's like people pay, Ouch. you know, to oh, be pierced yeah. like that. I mean, he he had a a, a nasty uh, one right through his ear. I'm talking about blood too. Oh yeah, I've had that happen. Fly fishing in the wind when the wind's blowing upstream, and you got to make a cast, and it comes whipping forward, and bang! And I'm so thankful for the barbless hook regulations. I caught one in the hoe a couple of years back in the afternoon summer wind that went right through my lower ear. I thought somebody cut my ear off. Mm. It bled. My shirt was soaked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. My worst day, though, I got, I got to tell you, my very worst day was on the Wainuichi River back in the mid-'80s. Uh, my buddy and I went there, and we went to the upper part of the river, and we launched uh, the night before to get first water. Oh, we're so excited. And, of course, weather says... It's going to rain a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, there was no internet back then. We didn't pay much attention, so we did, we camped on the bar. And it started raining at night. And, Joe, I mean raining. I'm talking animals two by two going by. Right. Kind of rain, right? We're watching the water come up, and we're looking. We're not sleeping. We're poking the flashlight out, going, hey, it looks okay. Water looks good, so it's still good in the morning. Put the boat in, and then the wind started, and then the water caught up, and that water rose about a foot an hour. Mm. It was trees coming down, man, That and then the wind started blowing. It was the, well, found out that it was the biggest storm since the Columbus Day storm way back when, and mm. we're floating down the river. Oh, man. Now, we're trying to get just get out of there alive, and the trees are snapping as big around as your leg. They're falling in the water, and it was a hell of a scene, right? No, well, it wouldn't have been so bad, but I had a thermos full of, uh, let's say, expired uh, beef stew that, that took full effect oh, about no. halfway down oh, the flood. No. And mind you, it was raining really hard, oh. and Mr. Whipple would have been very proud. I was down to one little tiny thing of toilet paper. Oh, it was a bad scene. That's miserable. Okay, and we kind of got to the end, and we're alive. And there's no cell phones this time of year, so... I have this little motorcycle. I'm riding up my hood up, and I gave my keys to my buddy to park. After we launched the boat to park, mm -hmm. he had the keys in his pocket, and he had them. And he, I took off. And he realized he had the keys. He goes, "No!" And he's running after me, and I have no idea because I'm like, "Wee!" And I can't hear him because he's behind me. I got a hood <laughs> up. It's raining. I drove that bike 15 miles up up towards, and finally, when I got there, I turned down the road. And there's trees like jack straws, boom, 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 oh, laying man. across the road. Well, it's an active logging road, and when it's when it, when the wind blew, there's no buffer for these trees, and they all fell. There was thirty plus trees over the road between me 
and my vehicle. Mm. I, even if I had my keys, <laughs> I couldn't there have gotten got to anywhere. And thankfully, it was an active logging road, so they cleaned it out. I didn't get my rig back for three days. Wow. That was not fun. That We were soaking wet. I was never so miserable, Roman candling, both ends. Mm. And my buddy says, I'm never fishing with you ever again. <laughs> that was my worst day right there. And if you got something that tops that or even close, I want you to call us. 1-800-829-0950. Me and downtown Joe Bryant. We want to hear it. That's uh, On today's show, by the way, JoJo. Yes, sir. Well, I'm around 630. We're going to be checking in with Dr. Brad Wagner, my neighbor, Brad, bro, from Bobberdown Guide Service. Mm. Uh, he's going to tell us what can expect from Central Washington Fisheries this year. If you are wondering about the Trophy Kokanee and Roosevelt, what's going on there, you notice I haven't heard much about that. There's a reason. He'll tell us. And if uh, you want to know what's going on about the walleye and banks, walleye fishing is just starting to pick up in the Columbia and Rufus Woods. You want to know about the great kokanee fishing in Chelan, where to go? Brad will have the 411 on that. We'll talk to Brad at right around 630. This Something. is my favorite time to fish your neighborhood over oh. there, by the way. It's a, when, the, when the weather starts to change and warm up, mm -hmm. everything starts to bite over there. It's it, the, the problem is you'll be frozen with indecision some mornings. I'll be standing outside my garage just going, man, what should I do? <laughs> it's a great problem to have. I dig it. And about 6.45, well, I'm going to go home a little bit, Joe. It's 6.45. About this time of year, my home lake starts to pop. Now, I still consider American Lake back in South Tacoma. That's my home lake. That's where I learned to fish. That's where my uncle taught me to fish. It'll If I could live in Botswana and American Lake, still going to be my home lake. Wow. It is going to be there. And we're going to tell, that is the most challenging kokanee fishery on the planet. We call it the Black Diamond Fishery. And our own Shane Vanderlinda, our old uh, our old cameraman, he's going to be out, he's going to be out there today and he's going to give us a call with the tips and tricks for that black diamond cookery fishing in South Tacoma. And what's going on, if that's even going on yet, I don't know. Shane's going to let us know all about that. And then at 7 o'clock, this is going to be wonderful. This is going to be really cool. You want to maybe have an extra cup of coffee or three for this one. We're going to get talk to one of the lead biologists for Steelhead in the state of Washington, my friend John McMillan from Wild Steelhead United and Todd Unlimited. He's going to join us to give us the Wild Country State of the Steelhead Union today. He's going to tell us all about what's going on in Washington State Steelhead. John will tell us about the Skagit. Now, that might still open. We don't know the current status on the coastal rivers. And I'm going to ask him as a biologist on the front lines, I'm going to ask him how he sees our steelhead fishery going and where they'll be or not be in the next 10 years. So we, we're we at a turning point right now. And John, that, John, we're going to spend almost an hour with him at 7 o'clock. That's going to be a lot of fun, Joe. Wild steelhead, something we mm -hmm. we definitely want to keep around. That's for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you. Here's something I don't want to keep around. We're going to have a little fun here for a minute. I, I'm listening to the classic rock station when I come in. When I come over the hill and I, I miss the classic rock stations over here. I have one over in, uh, over in uh, Wenatchee where I live, which is pretty good. But I come over here and listen to Casey OK, and I'm thinking, you know what? I, I was thinking about the movie The Hateful Eight, mm -hmm. right? And there are eight songs that I really don't care if I ever hear again on, on the radio, right? I don't want to hear these ever again. And I, I, I made a list. I know you've got a couple in front of you, too. I mean, there's songs that you, that you, you know they're going to play that you're tired of hearing, even though they're good songs. You can't deny it. They're all great songs, but so good. I just don't care if I ever hear them again, right? Oh yeah. Okay. That's why I'm built a radio station to get away from them. Oh man, if they if they let me be uh, a program director 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're talking, I'm going to call it Deep Cuts Radio. That's, mm-hmm. what, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Num- number one, I think, is Sweet Home Alabama. I don't want to hear that ever again. Love the song, right? You, 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 always when you hear, they go, "Okay, we got some Skinner coming up," and it's always dun, 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 turn it up. And I go, "No, turn it off. Turn it down. Turn it off. <laughs> I don't want to hear it." Right? What What do you got? Oh, I could. Uh, there are so many, like yeah, you said, and like you said too. There are a lot of these probably started out as good songs oh, the first ten thousand times. Sure. But- I don't think there is ever a good day for a white wedding uh, anymore. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know, I'm, every day. Oh five, yeah, five times on both both rock stations. Yeah, yeah. I've I'm, I've got a, and it's not that I'm against Billy Idol. No, no, but, no. But I'm I'm I've had enough of that okay. one for sure. And uh, how about Sweet Child of Mine, Guns and Roses? Yeah. I'm, Whenever I hear Guns and Roses, what do you always hear? So I'm like, oh, stop. They have others. No, I don't want to hear that again. Yeah, I uh, I saw Guns N' Roses a couple years ago, got mm-hmm. a little bit of new respect for them, and sure. Welcome to the Jungle is the theme song of our high school, but in general, mm-hmm. uh, most Guns N' Roses doesn't set with me. Right. And uh, this band I like, but uh, Inner Sandman Metallica, it'll put me to sleep every time now. It's, heard, heard that coming in. Yeah. It's, uh, As a matter of fact, yeah. heard it coming in this morning. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I did, it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's over and over. How about Hotel California by the Eagles? Yeah. If you hear an Eagles song, guess what? It's going to be that. Right. And it's one of those that's hard to escape because it's on a, a lot of different formats, oh, not my, just classic rock. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And here's one that I'm blaming Wayne's World for, Bohemian Rhapsody. Love Queen. Don't want to hear that song ever again. They have better stuff. Yeah. Don't want to hear it. Yeah. No more. And uh, I got to put throw in there uh, hot-blooded or just about anything by Foreigner, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, that, you. You know, Lou Graham's lost his voice. Yeah. It was, it was the most embarrassing thing I ever saw. I saw him uh, at the Darrington Rock Festival back in 2008, right? Mm-hmm. He, Dennis DeYoung opened the show, uh, headlined the show, and he was amazing. But he, Lou Graham comes out, and I see this fat guy walk out on stage with long blonde hair, and he starts he starts going uh, hot blooded, check it and see. Yeah, and he's yelling at his band to slow down. They couldn't keep up, and everybody's going like, "Whoa, yeah. dude has lost his voice." Completely. Yeah, Foreigner kicked bad. him out a, a while ago. I or, wonder why. Or there was a parting of the ways. At um, least, dude can't sing anymore. And 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 speaking of. A song I really don't want to hear anymore is I don't want to hear "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey ever again. You know, no, that's a, that, that's on my list because you that's another one you can't escape. It's no. on too many formats. It's on your TV. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's everywhere. It's yeah. it's hard to get away from. And here here's the main reason: the girls that beat us for the for the go to state championship. Right when they beat us, they started playing that song over the PA system in the bowling alley, nice and loud, and they're all singing it. Oh, yeah. While my girls are sitting there with their heads in their hands about ready to, you know, just so disappointed they can't even breathe. I'm hearing, don't stop believing by Journey. I'm like, that's it. No more. Yeah. I want to hear it. Not only is it overplayed, ew, I don't want to ever hear that song again. Man. It's a mainstay. Yeah. And, and there's a few of those that are, mm-hmm. it's just uh like, Don't Fear the Reaper, just from sheer volume. I mean, it's a great song. It's a but, cowbell but song, I, Joe. Well, you know what? Cowbell. And I'll Come tell on. you, the funny thing, you know who I met in New York? Uh, and I've got, I'm very proud of this picture, and I'm very proud of this moment, because I fancy myself to be a bit of a cowbell player. Mm-hmm, yeah. Albert Bouchard, who is the cowbell player. He's the guy who played the cowbell <laughs> on that song, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. He's uh, Bloister Colt's original drummer. So He must have loved the Saturday Night Live skit. Oh, yeah. I, I, Will Ferrell. He must have loved well, it. Well, he does, and he uh, loves the fact that we're sick of that song because he's getting money every time it's oh, played now. Oh, bad. He's and uh, he's the he's got a website, Most Cowbell. Mm-hmm. He's Because uh, he is the, <laughs> well, he's, he's the original guy. Pretty admit. much. You know what they say, be first, be best, or be, uh, be controversial. I guess he's first and best. Yeah, right? well, he's the guy who did it. <laughs> 
I don't think you ever thought it would become what it was. But Albert Bouchard is the cowbell player, okay. and I met him a couple weeks ago. Well, that's kind of cool. So here's my number one. I'm a huge ACDC fan, and we had Thunderstruck was our opening theme song on Wild Country for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear You Shook Me All Night Long ever again. Whenever I hear it's going to be ACDC, I'm going like, ooh, maybe Riff Raff or maybe a whole lot of Rosie or something. No, right. no, no, no. It's always the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that one uh, gets played a lot. Didn't want to hear You got any more? Uh, jump. It does make me want to consider doing that. <laughs> uh, Van Halen. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, not into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Tiger by Survivor, unless I'm at a boxing match or something. I mean, I, I, I'll take a little bit of it as the team's coming on the court, but I don't want to hear it on my radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, anything uh, anything that ZZ Top recorded in the 80s, I'm, I'm oh, kind of done you. with. You know, Sharp Dressed Man, uh-huh. Give Me All Your Love, and they all kind of sound the same. No, and down. don't get me wrong, I love, you know, ZZ Top. Sure. But, but there was an era where they just made these uh, same songs and, uh, and and sold a ton of them, mm-hmm. but I've heard them enough, I think. I got honorable mention, Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard. Yeah. No. Def Leppard has a lot of great songs. That is not one. And unless you're in a strip club, you can't hear that anymore. Yeah, nope, that's not, not happening. A, that's not a one I particularly need either. <laughs> well, if if you like original, you know, if you like great music, I will plug our little station, eighty eight nine The Bridge, okay. because we uh, do music and conversation that spans generations, and it's it's new music, but it's also Bo Diddley. It's uh, you know, it's stuff from sixty that's, years ago or six weeks about. ago. That's and, what I'm talking about. And, and it's curated by myself and and actually an iHeart employee, Leah Rices, and it's. Uh, it's a pretty amazing little format, and I promise you won't hear a single one of those songs we just mentioned on it. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it would be uh, it'd be deep tracks in my world. Yeah, nothing but deep tracks. But I know you out there have all had that unlucky day. It is St. Patrick's Day, and I want to hear. We want to hear at Wild Country World. We want to hear about your most unlucky day you've ever had. One eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Make it funny, make it quick, and we'll put you on the air. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, Joe, we're about up on on the time. When we come back, we got to kill a few more minutes, and then we're going to talk to Mr. Brad Wagner from Bobber Down Guide Service. Going to tell us what's going on in the world. It's time for our first break. Come right back with us. You're listening to Northwest Wild Country Saturday morning, St. Patrick's Day, y'all, on Sports Radio 950 KJR. This segment of Northwest Wild Country is brought to you by Berkeley. Catch more fish with Berkeley. Now, there's a song I don't hear enough, Joe. Right there. From the Mighty Priest. It's a good song for, um, they're not quite Irish, but they're close. Right across right across the pond a little ways. Northwest Wild Country Saturday morning. It is St. Patrick's Day here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Bill Herzog in the main seat. The boss is at the Bassmaster Classic today. I have in the studio, though. I have a legend in the studio with me, though, Mr. Downtown Joe Bryant. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Bill. I was looking around when you said legend. I wasn't sure. (laughs) What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
<laughs> who walked in here. But I appreciate that. I do. You're you're recalcitrant on the green today. You know, I, I feel terrible. I got I better do something about this before I get too much further into the day. I I wore a blue shirt on mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. I you, just kind of grabbed what uh whatever I found first. I knew I was uh, coming in. It was still dark out. Nobody was going to see right. me. But... You can get pinched. Don't you get pinched? Isn't it a pinching that you used to, we used to get? I'm glad that there was a long, big, huge console between you and me. Yes. Because, <laughs> just yeah, reach I over did... and if you hear Joe go, ow, once in a while, it's just I've, I've snuck around while he's talking. Yeah. So anyway, on hold, I have uh, Mr. Dr. Brad Wagner, my neighbor, is going to talk to us here about it. It's springtime, and we talked about spring and being nice in spring, and things are starting to spring over my way. The lakes are starting to pop, the kokanee fishing, walleye, everything's happening all at once, and I want to know where to go. And Brad, are you with us this morning, my friend? How are you, Bill? Any better? I couldn't stand it. You know, hey, driving over the over the pass, the passes are nice and dry, beautiful. So there's no excuse for people on the west side to come over to the east side right now, right? There is no excuse, and fishing is really, like you say, it's really starting to pop. Mm-hmm. The walleye is really starting to come alive. The kokanee fish, kokanee fish has been good all winter, really. Mm-hmm. Um, John Chelan, uh Roosevelt's been a little tougher for sure, but uh, let's talk um, about let's talk about Roosevelt. Now, that's what in the last couple of years that place has absolutely blown up. Everybody wants to catch those huge fish, and I got that five and a half pounder with you there last year and i have one of my favorite pictures i i use that in all my kokanee seminars by the way from from that <laughs> picture that huge favorite he goes well is that a sockeye i go well yes and no <laughs> yes it is it tastes better than a sockeye it was huge but that's uh um, roosevelt this year has been pretty quiet how come you know i'm not 100 percent sure why it's uh you know the the fish should be there but it's been pretty quiet guys haven't uh I haven't been fishing it for a couple of weeks just because it hasn't been that good. But uh, the guys that are fishing it are really working it for you know just one or two a day if they're if they're if they're lucky, if they're, mm-hmm. you know if, if they get that. And they are beautiful fish. They're you know they're a quality quality kokanee, and, and sometimes it's worth going up there for one or two a day. You know, there's just very few places in the world you can catch kokanee like that. But compared to the year, couple uh, you know last couple of years. You know, we used to just go up there and we'd fill the boat with limits, you know, fairly sure, easily sure. when it was good. And it's just, it just hasn't been like that so far yet this year. Well, the good thing is, is it sounds like there's options, Dr. Brad, Joe here. And uh, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned the walleye, and that's one of my favorite fishes uh, to eat and to catch. Where are you getting those? You go like to Banks Lake or? Yeah, well, it's good to hear you in there, Joe. And, um, but yeah, Banks has been fishing. Banks is really starting to come alive, fishing really well. Troll, trolling guys, trolling real slow. You know, uh, slow. Uh, point eight to one mile an hour. The water's still pretty cold, mm-hmm. and the fish are still pretty deep in the fifty to sixty foot range. And uh, you know, the bites are are a little soft, and, and it takes a little bit to get the hang of it. But once you spend some time and get the hang of it and find some fish you can really be rewarded with some nice stringers of fish. There's guys getting, you know, 7 to 12 a day up there right now. It's been a long time since I've been out there to fish, but do you still use, like, the like the little wedding ring or a bottom walker or something like that to get down and, there? Yep, and running uh, threes and four-ounce bottom walkers. Four-ounce bottom walkers are a little tougher to find, but, but uh, and just, you know, when it's deep, running those, running those deep bottom walkers with, you know, just... Uh, just you know, worm harnesses, the two hook worm harnesses seem mm-hmm. to be working a little better. They're 
when it gets this cold, them walleye, they, they kind of short strike, you know, they, they're, they're not going to move too far to get that worm and they're, and they're not going to engulf it. The ones that we're getting mostly got, you know, hooked just right on the lip, you know, with that trail hook, you know, they're not, they're not hammering it, but, but they're there for the take and there's no doubt about it. And, and they taste good. I mean, this oh, and I, I, this time of year, after it's been just the the cold, clear water the whole time, I think this is a, this is the best time to catch it. This there there is no better there's no better eating fish than a walleye, and then there's no better time to catch that fish than right now. These are these you know they're the best tasting walleye you're going to get all year, and they're just you know not that they're bad any time of year. They're delicious fish. I want to tell right you, now they're even they're amazing. I want to tell you how crazy Brad is for walleye. By the way. We had uh, me and Dave Vetter, the notorious Dave Vetter. We're on Rufus Woods, and we're on some pretty big triploids. We're catching eight, nine-pound trout. Beautiful, huge triploids, and I am really excited about this. And all these guys, when they hook up, they go, is that a walleye? Is that a walleye? Is that a walleye? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Brad. It's only a 10-pound rainbow. And they're both like, oh, man. You know, I'm like, okay. And speaking so, of that, the biggest rainbows I've caught over there are now. I mean, right now it seems to be when the big ones bite. Yep, and one and Rufus is fishing really good too. Well, you know it usually slows down. It slows down a little bit this time of year with the cold water. But if you can get a day where you got good flows, you can still do really well up at Rufus right now. And the cool part this year, Brad, is when when we went, we did pretty well. I caught some beautiful big fish. But all summer long, the fishing was really good, but the fish were all 18, 19, 20 inches, which seems like a really nice rainbow. But when you're talking Rufus Woods, we're talking pounds in that place. It's a whole different world there. And when your buddy came to you and said, hey, I'm getting them, I'm getting them up to 8, 9, 10 pounds, I'm like, okay, I want to see this for myself because I've been fishing it pretty hard for months. All of a sudden, these big fish just appeared. So Rufus is kind of coming back. It's been a small fish show for three or four years, but not this year. There's some really nice fish being caught, and I am very happy to see that, by the way. Oh, it's, it's some huge fish. And those, those are some of my favorite eating fish. Mm-hmm. Some people think they're a little little oily, a little greasy. Oh, and boy. I don't know. I, just, I think they're amazing. They're just a delicious fish. They're, you know, that Rufus fishery is just a really fun fishery. It's just a, uh, I can almost get my steelhead fix on, you know, with our lack of steelhead <laughs> fishing opportunities around here. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm bouncing bottom. Oh, there, there's one, you know. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's just, it's just a blast, it's, you know. You can get the get that fix on, and uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's a it's a great, great, great fishery up there. Um, I love and, to eat them. You could tell when when we had all those smoked fish that we had from that trip. That didn't last yeah. very long. <laughs> no. Not long at all. That's, that's really good stuff. And when what did, what did what is Vetter's quote? He goes, "You put it right up there with spring chinook." How about that? Oh, yeah. How about that mess? Yeah. Well, it, Smoked for sure. Like I say, we're we're making a perfect, beautiful drift, and there's nobody fishing because we're all sitting there in the eating smoked salmon in the bottom of the boat, <laughs> <laughs> getting all slimy. Speaking of good eating fish, and uh, welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's kind of our theme today: things that never end. The Chelan Kokanee bite. Yeah. It's now a year-round fishery. It never stops. I was reading. By the way, you'll love this. I found one of the old uh, Washington State um, handbooks, you know, written by old Stan Jones. Remember those? Oh, yeah. The Washington State, Where to Fish. And it says in there, look it up, it says, Lake Chelan, good for silvers, usually comes on in April. It starts in (laughs) April, okay? We've already been at it for five months (laughs) when this has been going on. But back then, nobody used to fish these things until April, May. Now, all winter long. And I know it's been good, but how good has it been? 
it's it's been limits every day. It's been it's been limits pretty much all winter. The in, in winter the the food's a little more sporadic and the fish are a little harder to stay on top of because mm-hmm. you know you, you, when you mark a big school on your fish finder, you can't just go back and forth over it, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They'll they know they they move around too fast Uh-oh. in winter. But but there's just there's a lot of fish in there right now, and you can just go from pod to pod to pod. Um, you know, up up around Mitchell's Up Lake has been fishing a little better now. Uh, recently, it's been fishing you know really good. Whereas before, we were fishing the low lake. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, it seems to be. And there's still. I had a buddy of mine that did really good just right out in front of the state park the other day. They got they got two limits. You know. Ten, you know, five, not even five minutes from the boat ramp. No, oh, okay. So um, I can take my you know, rope. I take my rowboat out. Go all the way up lake either, <laughs> but uh, but I've been, I've been spending most of my time up lake. It seems like the fish has been a little little faster up there. Now, normally but, this time of year, because the water's so cold on the surface, they're deep. They're down where the water, where the yeah. warm water. They still got to go deep right now. Yeah, they are still deep. They're 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 pushing deeper and deeper than I even like to fish sometimes. But uh, but mostly. I've been running my downriggers from seventy to to one fifty, one sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them, you know, one ten's been a really good number. If you uh, you take your sensitivity, max it out on your fish finder, on most of these fish finders, you'll be able to see the thermocline, and the mm-hmm. thermocline's been sitting right about a hundred, hundred and ten feet. And so there, you want to put a, at least at least a couple of downriggers right there. I know it will be sitting. In the, right in there, yeah. In the summer, Dr. Brad, out there at Chelan, it's kind of a, you want to get out there early before the sun gets on the water. Does timing matter much this time of year when they're that deep? Yeah, it doesn't. And actually, I was just a, a buddy of mine. He launched yesterday, and they launched at, I think, will you tell me, 11 o'clock they oh, launched at. Perfect. They were done. They had, yeah, they had two limits by 2.30. Oh, that's pretty um, midday fishing. Yeah. That's excellent. I love that. Exactly. Well, well, that's the warmest part of the day, warmest, of course, in air quotes. <laughs> still, because <laughs> well, we are, we're talking about Chelan. It is still winter. It's not spring yet for another week, but I don't think spring hits up there until about July. That's <laughs> what I think. <laughs> right? It's been, it's been pretty nice, man. We've had, I mean, it was. You know, it was sunny and sixty the other day. Oh, it's wow. a pretty nice day to be out on the water. It was we don't, flat, calm. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to say that too loud. We don't want all these Westerners coming <laughs> over. And, you know, coming over to our lake. <laughs> well, well, Brad, you're you're uh, you're. How's your guidance schedule right now? You got some days open. Oh, I got days open. There's no doubt about it. I got I got walleye and kokanee days open both. Oh. You know, it starts to fill up this time of year as the weather gets mm-hmm. nice. It's been. You know, but uh, I still got lots of days open for so, sure. So call him at 509 670 3095. That's 509 670 3095. Operators are standing by. He is Brad Wagner, Bobber Down Guide Service. He's my neighbor, and we're going fishing when I get back home, my friend. Let me know, buddy. Okay. Happy, Val- or happy, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bradley, thanks for getting on this morning. We'll talk to you, man. Be good. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You betcha. Bye-bye. Oh, we're up against it. I should be talking like this all day long, don't you know? Yeah. I don't have to do an English. I don't do an Irish accent That's pretty well. good, actually. Eh, not so bad. <laughs> but uh, it's, um, yeah, a lot of green today on me. Look at look all the green. I got a green hat on. I got, I'm, I'm greened up. Man. You're ready to go. Yeah, I'm greened up. And I, we got to... Uh, 
when we come back, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna go home for a little bit. I'm gonna talk about my home lake because uh, speaking of kokanee, the hardest the hardest trophy uh, trophy kokanee fishery on the planet is about 15 minutes from Tacoma, and Shane Vanderlinda is gonna tell us all about it when we come back on Northwest Wild Country on Sports Radio 950 KJR. This segment of Northwest Wild Country is brought to you by Spider Wire. Nothing gets away from Spider Wire. what i'm talking about it's a good mood for right now isn't it that'll wake you up that's what i'm talking about sports radio 950 kjr northwest wild country you have found us the number one outdoor show in the universe dare i say my co-host mr joe bryant downtown joe uh from the now defunct unfortunately bob rivers show which makes me very sad, by the way. Now from 88.9 The Bridge, yeah. a fine radio station. Yeah, it's still... 88.9thebridge.org is where you can find me now. Yeah, still doing your thing, man. I teach a class live on the air every day at noon, mm-hmm. Joe's class. Did you, you ever think it would get to that? No. It's like this is the the number one sports show. Mine is the number one high school class taught on the radio because it's the only high school class taught on the radio. <laughs> That's really cool, Every man. day at noon. See, you, you do some, you do something good, you get rewarded for it, right? And it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing. I feel mm-hmm. I did twenty five years of commercial radio to learn how mm-hmm. to do it well enough, sure, to teach the next generation. I really feel like what I'm doing now is uh, is eclipsing anything that I've done in my past career, and I'm very excited for uh, what's down the road. So, you want to do something challenging, Joe, in the kokanee world? I got a place for you where I grew up. Where I caught my very first, uh, very first trout, mm-hmm. my very first kokanee, where my uncle Bob taught me how to fish. Where me, the reason I'm here, is because of a little place south of Tacoma called American Lake. That's where you got the bug. Where that's, you that's, where you decided you loved fishing. Absolutely, and let me tell you something. Since then, uh, my uncle kind of showed me how to fish there back in the day. It's done differently now, but I tell people, I used to say when I when I fished the Skagit, if you can catch a steelhead in the Skagit. It's the toughest place you'll ever fish because of the big water, clear water, tough fishing. You can get one there. You can get one anywhere. And I say about American Lake, if you can catch a kokanee down there, you can catch a kokanee anywhere. And by God, I'll tell you what, it is the, we call it the black diamond fishery. And the guy I got on the phone right here, he dropped that quote on me and I just kept running. It is a black diamond fishery, Mr. Shane Vanderlinda. How are you this morning? Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Shane. So, uh, you're heading to the home lake today, aren't you? Actually, I'm sitting out in the middle of it right now. Oh, wow. It's, uh, <laughs> you, you know, if you had your glow sticks and your hoochies, you could fish right now, you know. Oh, I'm, I may have a few of those. Yeah, you kind of kind of figured. <laughs> so, so, this is about the time of year, right about now, about the end of March, traditionally is when the kokanee fishery starts to pop down there when guys start showing up because everybody everybody anticipates the season. We all jump the season, Shane. We all got to go early because we can't stand it any longer. We got to go out there. Have you been out in the lake lately, and is anything happening yet? Well, I was, I was out a couple weeks ago, mostly just to break in. A, I put a little gas kicker on the back of the boat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, the water temp was, you know, 41 degrees. Getting there. And... It's getting there right now. I'm 
just turned on the Garmin. I'm looking at 45.3. So it's Ooh, it's getting closer. Yeah. But we're not we're not quite there yet. I mean, there's there's a few getting caught. But again, as we speak, I'm sitting still. I'm not trolling. I'm seeing Kokanee at about eight feet down to 25 feet mm-hmm. rolling under the boat. So, so they're in here. They're the, in here. The old magic uh, depth early in the season was always 15 feet. We used to put them out 15 feet. Does that still hold true today? That still holds true. This morning I'll start one at probably 11 and one at, you know, 16, 17, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. One thing I love to say is when guys fish in Chelan, I'll, I'll stand at the boat launch and I'll talk to guys who come in, and if there's 10 fishermen out there, they have 10 different rigs on and everybody's catching fish, right? And I mean, the craziest stuff you've ever seen they have on there, but it all works when there's big numbers of fish and you're covering that much water, and, and, and they're not too picky. Hey, kokanee fishing all of a sudden is very easy. <laughs> not so fast. Come on down to the home lake and see if all your goofy gear works down there, right? And I mean, you've seen over the years people bring their can't-miss stuff down to America. And what happens, Shane, when that happens, when they do that? Uh, they, they call it Lake Lockjaw. Some people do. Some people do. <laughs> But uh, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, this this lake, for some reason, they seem to prefer small, thin profile lures. You know, there are, there are years that are exceptions. 2014, for example, I mean, right. it was one of those years they seemed to bite on everything, and they were just all big, beautiful fish. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, an exception to the rule that I've only seen twice in my life. We're talking in over 40 years of fishing that lake. I've seen it like that two times. But uh, the norm is you're salmon fishing down there. You're like, it's not unlike uh, Roosevelt on a smaller scale. You're looking for fish that on normal years are 16, 17, 18, 19, pushing 20 inches, right? You're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is, this, to me, I call it, it's not a numbers fishery. I'm out here hunting for big ones. Okay. And, yeah, they they started doing some fall plants a few years ago, so you got two different size classes in here, 13, 14, but you get those ones that still have the adipose on them, and those are your 17, 18. We got one pushing 19 last year. So That answers what I was going to ask you, Shane, because Bill's told me for 10 minutes how tough it is to catch fish there, but he did use the trophy word. He says it's a trophy uh, lake, so that's why you guys are out there beating your heads uh, against the wall, because when you do catch one, it's a big one, huh? absolutely absolutely and and you know i've got you know a lot of guys want me to go to roosevelt and that but i mean i got what i call trophy kokanee 15 minutes from my house so yeah you spend a lot less on gas true what else is in there what else is in american lake these days other than the, the kokanee is there still there's a lot of different species you can fish isn't there Oh, there's plenty of rainbows. No, no doubt about that. And here, once they dump some more, there'll be a lot more. Yeah. But uh, there's also a really good perch population. I mean, I'm rolling over a couple weeks ago. There's some really big schools of perch in here. So you perch guys, get on out here and get some of those coconut eaters out of here. <laughs> you used. I, I wish you could have heard Shane, my uncle. He had a deep seething black hatred for rainbow trout <laughs> he really did he didn't want any the, the, those things took bait took up his time on the water and he didn't care if they were six pounds if, if you if you caught if he caught a rainbow 
Um, I learned some very colorful language thanks to the rainbow trout at American Lake. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I, all, all my um, all my compound wonderful uh, tapestries of expletives that I get I, I usually weave when things don't go right. I can trace it all back to American Lake rainbows, man. <laughs> my, God, my uncle used to hate those things. Uh, yeah, well, my my wife who fishes with me a lot. Of course, it's not warm enough for her right now, mm-hmm. but uh, she she coined a phrase: "You catch a trout, you go on timeout." So, <laughs> congratulations on having a fishing wife. I had a fishing girlfriend, but the minute she became a wife, she told me, you know, I never really liked fishing. I just did it because you know I was <laughs> I was courting you. But that's great that you got a wife that wants to fish with you. That's okay. We go no, to we, we go to bad concerts, you know, when we're dating, you know, pretend, pretend to like somebody. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, no, I really. Oh do. yeah, she was po- tolerating it. I really do like Chicago. I really do, honey. You know, go ahead. Okay, you know. <laughs> My wife quit fishing with me when we were over in Eastern Washington and and hiking out to a little seeps lake and. Uh, about a half a mile out, I said, by the way, watch for rattlesnakes. And, and, and she was already halfway there. And that was the last time. You see her eyes get much whider at this point. Oh, yeah, her jaw kind of opens up like, you brought me out here? Did was, you want me to get bit? What is going on? But that's when I knew she was a good woman. And she was worth keeping because uh, she didn't uh, run away. But uh, she doesn't fish much with me. Now, I'll say one thing, Shane, about the home lake. Colors stay pretty, pretty. Have been the same all, all year. When we start, when the fishery starts, when we start shallow, there's always a few colors and a few lures that always get the job done. Why don't you share some of those with the folks at Wild Country this morning? Well, um, American, in, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm sure yours, is pretty much a pink color predominant lake. Um, there are days though when chartreuse gets it done. Believe it or not. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and, uh, again, thin, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, of course, both my rods have rasticles on them right of now, course, different yeah. variations, different variations, but mostly because it's that thin, smaller profile mm-hmm. and that really seems to do the job out here. Uh, small blades. A lot of time I tend to run blades the vast majority of the time, either a triple lot gold pentac or of course a small blade. And, uh, that seems to get the job done. And the thing is right now, you just got to hunt down and find the biters I'll, I'll actually go i'll go and try to find uh, little pockets a little bit warmer water mm-hmm. this morning and, cool. and see if that makes a difference well if you if you do well give us a shout sham we got a, we're up against a break here but if you get a fish on give us a call by the way we'll one, do it buddy 1-800-829-0950 you got us on speed dial i know it he is shane okay. vanderlinda he's on the home lake it'll be my home lake forever good luck this morning my friend thanks for getting on on saint patty's day with us Absolutely. Have a great show. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, John McMillan is going to do the State of the Union for steelhead fishing in Washington State. He's going to go from east, west, north, everywhere in between when we come back on Sports Radio 950 KJR.